Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It's great to be back on this Monday. I want to keep this intro as short as possible because I'm about to put up the longest podcast we have ever put up on the Des Bishop Podcast because it is our first dual production in conjunction with the Misery Loves Company podcast. I had a chat with Kevin Brennan. Kevin Brennan's podcast is called Misery Loves Company. It is a abs- an absolute fest of misery that happens every week with Lenny Marcus. Lenny Marcus, another great New York comic, was not uh, able to do it. Uh, so after asking Kevin to be on my pas- podcast, he asked me if I would just do his podcast and then I could put it up on mine as well. Uh, so here is an hour and 20 minutes of Kevin Brennan's misery. Kevin is a, a great comic, uh, comedy seller stalwart that I've been watching uh, long before I started gigging in the comedy cellar myself, long before I knew him, when I used to just pop in to watch comedy uh, in the early days of my own comedy career when I'd be back in New York for Christmas to see the family back in the late 90s. Uh, and I used to see great acts there like Dave Chappelle and Greg Giraldo and Jeffrey Ross and Kevin Brennan, this Irish-American guy who was always just like angry and miserable and bitter and that's his comedy and I find it very entertaining now this is an edited version hard to believe because it's still an hour and 20 minutes you can listen to the unedited version on the misery loves company podcast which Kevin does every week with Lenny Marcus which is even more miserable than this podcast uh stick with it there's some great stories uh, it's it's very much uh, dominated by by Kevin's vibe uh, which I was uh, happy to uh, happy to be part of uh, I did edit out some of the things that would probably get me in trouble. I didn't say them, he did, but if you want to hear those things, do listen to it on his podcast. And uh, that's it, really. Enjoy the chat. I'll chat with you at the end of the chat. And uh, congratulations also to Ronnie Chang, who uh, was our guest last week and has now gone completely viral with his takedown of Fox News, which you should check out online. But in the meantime, here's an hour and 20 minutes of misery with the Misery Loves Company podcast and Kevin Brennan. No, and I met Des. Uh, I met Des at the uh, Aspen Comedy Festival like ten years ago. I got best comedian. Des got a, uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. No, the best part was Des was followed around by a camera crew the whole time he was there, which is like the worst because there's all these there's all these celebrities there. I mean, there it really is like a big because it's Aspen's like you know close to LA, so and HBO was behind it, so they they fly a lot of big people in. But of course, the camera crews are following Dez's every move, and so uh, every bad set he had, they would. I could. They, I. I see him. We had to like talk about it, and but everybody's <laughs> like, "Who this guy?" That was a show called The Comics Climb, which I've actually like. If Irish people ever ask me about it, I like. I just. I tried to wipe it from the history of my existence. So what did it air on? 
HBO on demand. Like HBO. Oh, comedy. it did. It was HBO. It was HBO. Oh, yeah. I thought it's it was an Irish show. No, it's a great credit, but it was. Oh. It was just like. Well, why did they pick you? They just pick you because you're you're not from here. You're you you're a new face to they them. They needed to pick somebody from the new faces. Like I was doing one of those new faces shows. Yeah. And uh, I guess I had already done. I had done this series in Ireland about working on minimum wage. Like I'd done a kind of like a being followed around type thing yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they thought, oh, this guy's great. But then th the thing I had done before actually had a purpose, whereas this was literally just like, let's let's see if you can become successful. And then I was supposed to ask. Oh, you were supposed to get a like development deal while you were there? I don't. I, honestly, they didn't so really stupid. have a goal. It was so just like stupid. it was That's... just like content. No, I know. And, and the thing was, uh, I remember like one show. The thing about comedy, it's like, uh, like if a, if a crew's following you around and you have a bad set, they think it's like the end of the world because they don't understand. You know, they only they don't see you. They don't. You know, you you watch your act a million times. You know, your act is liable to do from this point to this point. There's like a there's like a range of how well your act yeah, is sure. going to do depending on whatever. And uh, so so when a camera crew follows you around, if you don't have a great set, they're like, "Are you okay?" You're like. I'm okay. The only reason I'm not okay is because you keep asking answer. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If, 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 if you didn't make a big fucking deal out of it, <laughs> it wouldn't be a fucking thing, you know? Like, yeah, it's like when it's like when you're in a relationship and somebody's like, are you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm fucking okay. Why are you asking me? Am yeah, I yeah. Like, yeah, in my case, when I come quick, they, uh, they go, <laughs> they go, are you okay? I go, I'm, I've, I come quick all the time. Why would I not be okay? <laughs> now we have more free time. <laughs> yeah, let's get some shit done. You want to do some uh, woodwork or something? <laughs> are you, am I okay? I've never been better. I always feel uh, great after I come. You, on the other hand, are probably very disappointed. But that's your problem. That's your problem. Uh, yeah, but no, actually, the thing about that fucking, my first gig in Aspen, I fucking bombed. And I was on last on, like, a 20-person bill. Yeah. The crowd were Yeah, shot. those we're shows were terrible. 2,400 meters above fucking sea yeah. level or whatever amount yeah. of feet that is. Yeah. And uh, I just had a bad set, but I was fucking was being filmed, and it was my first ever set in Aspen. I hardly ever gigged in the United States, even though I was American. So it was, like, a terrible fucking start, and the whole thing was on camera. I know. I you know the thing was I remember that show. I don't know if you were on my show, but I know they had two shows. They had two different. I was on with Jay Okerson and Eugene Merman and somebody else who I can't remember. Yeah, I think I was on a different show because because I went on like, I was on like fifteenth. Uh, I think I followed Pat Dixon and and uh, I was like there was like fifteen people on my show. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, they split the two bills. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I was like I was like a fifteenth or something. So I when I went out there, I knew the crowd was spent. You know. So I did one joke that I knew that was an easy joke, easy laugh joke, and I and I got a laugh, and I immediately turned on the crowd. I go, see, I got jokes too, motherfuckers, because I could see they were running out of yeah, steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus at Aspen, you know, you wanted to have every set be a home run. Yeah, because it, at that time it felt like it was a big deal. Yeah, I mean. so 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 you're like, oh, so, but my my approach was I was already jet lagged. I was already like, you know, these these this is so dumb to have like a 15 person show your first night there. You're just trying to get acclimated. So I turned on them and I was basically like, see, I got jokes. And I just made like a joke out of the fact that like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like I'm not going to fucking fall on it. I'm not going to worry about you motherfuckers. And I end up getting like best comedian. And even even after that show, people are like, oh, my God, you you were so great. I'm like, first of all, I only did seven minutes, but I just approached it like like it was like an open mic. You know, Yeah, but honestly, but man, you couldn't because you had a fucking camera crew. And if I had a camera crew, I probably wouldn't have done that either, because then they would have said, like, why are we so nasty? 
Yeah, but no, more, it was more than just having a camera crew. I literally hardly had any experience in the United States. I wasn't even sure if American people found me funny. Like you, you, you were. Yeah, just, they didn't. They yeah. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the. You know, you were doing your yeah, thing. Yeah, I that do that. Doing for years. Plus, another thing was I only had to do seven minutes, and if I had to do ten, I would have lost them. Because <laughs> it was one of those crowds that they weren't a good crowd, and I just did the I just did the most accessible jokes for them, and then uh, but I knew if I did much longer. Because even people were like, oh, man, that was so great. You really fucking oh, dude. You really hit it. And then I was like, yeah, but if I had to do three more jokes, they would have been like, this guy sucks. Dude, it was so bad that my mouth got so dry that I literally couldn't talk anymore because my lips were glued to my teeth. Well, that's that's how under pressure I was because of the filming and the atmosphere. You know, the whole thing was too much. And it was but you know what you're not supposed to do now? You put a, you put a, a Vaseline. Really? Not Vaseline, but like, what's the stuff you like? If you have a cut on your thing, like, yeah, Vaseline. Not, not like, not like sexual Vaseline, but Vaseline you put it between your gums and your teeth, and so that way. No, yeah, so because I must buy, I'll buy some non-sexual Vaseline. <laughs> no, but you know the big Vaseline in a tub. Yeah. The big like uh, a gooey Vaseline. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you buy. Oh, so, you put no, that on your teeth, so then you. No, you put it between your gums and your teeth, so that even if you're getting dry mouth, it doesn't get dry. Oh wow. Because uh, now that's a good. T you know the way people always go. You have any advice for new comedians? Yeah, that's a it's good like, tip. What the fuck are you gonna give to? What are you gonna say to a new comedian? Get up. You're gonna fucking die sometimes. But that's an actual genuine. No, tip. because I had heard a, a guy, Mark Schiff. Uh, he was doing the Tonight Show and uh, he thought he was gonna like pass out because he couldn't. There was no. He had no moisture in his mouth. And yeah. He, he thought he couldn't finish his set. So then I. So I just heard. So whenever I did TV. I would put it, I would just, I would put too much, so I'd come out, my, <laughs> my lips would be all greasy. <laughs> you look like that kid in school that always got chapped yeah, lips. Yeah, his mom was like, D -d -d you don't want to get chapped lips, so let me get you extra gooeyed up. <laughs> but that would be the last thing I'd be doing before I get out, I'd be like getting worried about how much did I have enough Vaseline. Because you worry like shit when you're going to do TV, because oh, uh, well that, that, it's forever. That no, like cause, me. Yeah, because it's forever. Anything they, they tape is they own and they own it forever. So you want it, you don't, you're nervous. So you're always worried about a million things. And when you get out there, it's still fucking jokes though. That's the thing. It's like, and that, that was a recipe for a disaster. Like everybody was kind of doing pretty bad. And then again, I just, I just, I was just like, well, yeah, you fuck just this. love keep, wait a minute. You just, I, you secretly just love keep pointing out how well you did. Yeah, I mean, that's why I brought you into your car. <laughs> that's why I invited you into your mom's yeah, this, car. This is, this is basically just for you to go, you remember that time you were shit and I was great? No, was no, no, because, no, because then I saw you Then I saw you in Australia when I was in Edinburgh, and then you were like, by that time you were like massive, and then uh, I was like, wow, that's good for you. No, because uh, you you, you're a good, uh, you know, you're like, you have a good... Uh, personality like i'm i'm i have a You're terrible a personality yeah. no it's not even i'm miserable i just don't like i just have a naturally bad personality where you're like you're easy going and you laugh at stuff you yeah, know what i mean yeah, no but yeah but i but yeah i guess like i'm more like this guy walking down the street right <laughs> honestly <laughs> grabbing yeah, at his dick this is this is what i feel about your vibe i recently was asked to audition for that uh pete holmes thing yeah crashing yeah and i was asked to audition for four different parts yeah but one of them was this comic he was a warm-up comic the character are you kidding me what? okay go ahead tell me a story okay so he was a warm-up comic the warm-up comic part i don't think is you but off camera he's kind of miserable yeah so when it was done i said to her i said have you seen kevin brennan for this and she said oh i i'm not i'm not sure if i know kevin brennan i said you got to look him up Th this part is for kevin brennan where <laughs> wait where who where'd you audition because he was where'd you audition in downtown, it was for whoever's whoever's casting. What crashing. street? What street? 
Hudson on Street. On Broadway? No, Hudson Street. Anyway, so uh, uh, I get, I get, I, I got called in for that. For crashing? Yeah, for the read for the warm up guy. Are you fucking kidding me? And uh, and. And not only that, I I fucked Sarah Silverman. I she yeah, lost I, her virginity. I, I heard I she heard lost that she her wrote about that me. in her book. So anyway, so uh, so I told Liz, who I do my podcast with, who manages the comedy sure. cellar. I go, I t- I gave her the the scene, or I told her what the scene was. She goes, it so was, it's the scene where he's doing the one, and he's freaked out about y- Pete Holmes filling in for him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So she goes, uh, she goes, uh, uh, she goes, it was written for you. I go, it wasn't written for me. I go, nothing's, ri- I, I go, if they wrote it for me, they would have just gave it to me. So then I, I read and, and whatever, the woman goes, uh, it's so ridiculous. So I, I'm like, I do fine. She says, oh, you did great. And I told her, like, I story, I told her story, like, you know, I, I, Sarah's, I dated Sarah Silverman. I, used, I actually was a warm-up comic on Spin City. And I did warm-up. I've done, I've, I've had two different TV shows where I did warm-up. So I so I knew how to do warm up, you know, and I did I didn't do warm up as like a phony like warm up guy. I did it as like as myself, you know. Yeah. And they but they liked it because they liked that I was like a genuine like I would make the crowd laugh, but I wouldn't do it like like a fucking cheerleader like Lenny would, you know. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, I didn't. Of course, I didn't get it. Oh, you, you didn't know? get it. I didn't get it. Not only that, not only that, Dave Juskow, who listens to the show, he's friends with the tell. Dave Juskow's not even in show business. He got he, it. He got it. He got a job as uh, in the show, and he didn't even read for it. Because, dude, no, because but because you, I'm. You, but I'm, what I'm saying is like show business is so fucked. And then this woman, this woman who, uh, this woman who, I asked the reason I asked the street is because the woman I read for she was on like uh, Broadway. Right, uh, right between Canal and Houston, I think. Anyway, yeah, down there. That's where. That's where the audition is. Yeah. Okay. Well, What's then I, I don't know. I don't know why the fuck she said. I don't. Well, you said Hudson. Hudson's more on the well, west I side. Well, I know. I just. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so. Oh, because they just moved office. The final time that I auditioned, they they had just moved into a new office, which I remember now was down in like yes, it's down in like twenty twentieth. I I know. I yeah, that's the place. Is it Gail Keller? No, yeah, it, it is Gail. I looked it up. It is Gail. I knew but, it was like an old-fashioned white but, woman's name. Yeah, but I'm wondering if we she, should I, fucking call her. I I I wonder if she if if you she might have tipped her off. Yeah. When did you When did you audition? I'll tell you right now because I was looking up the email. I was looking up the email to see. So let me see because I there's so many. I I did it. I auditioned September. I can I know because I had a show at the brokerage that night. September first. It yeah, was a not, Friday. Not boyfriend. I gotta get the. I, it was in and around sort of like the, maybe the first week of July. Mort, you you auditioned for Mort, right? Yeah, I yeah. Know, so my, my Wednesday, so June 29th at 11:30 a.m. 4:95 Broadway. It was yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. I got you that fucking audition, bro. You I'm not did. even kidding. So I asked her. I so that's fucked up because I asked her. No, I asked her. I go. I go. Uh, I go. Uh, how'd you hear about me? She goes, because I don't go out for stuff. She goes, I thought maybe she heard the podcast. She goes. No, because I hear things, you know. She goes, I hear things. I'm, I swear to God, it was me, bro. I'm not even. No, kidding, but she act, she made it seem like she was doing research. Yeah, I, but you that is research. You know, you just you you said to her, call me, and then she called me like two months later. I didn't get the fucking thing, and then not only oh, I this, I can't believe you didn't get it. Because not me, that only guy this, was, that guy was me, right? <laughs> it was you. Oh my god, <laughs> it what was a you. You asshole. were Mort, man. You no, were- I am Mort, and I did warm up, and I fucked Sarah. <laughs> 
I, you know, I look. This at is how I feel. This guy walking down the street, like this old fucking man with his fucking. That's not a bad jacket, though. But yeah. But I seriously, what, like, like this guy, like, what's gonna happen to me next? Like, so the Brian Scott McFadden. I when I said to her, I go, just get Brian. She goes, well, how about you? I go, I go. I, this guy's a professional actor. Like, he does a lot of auditions. He does a lot of commercials. I go, get Brian. So, so Brian, I tell Brian. He's not even repped by anybody, so I think they maybe held that against him. But they, but I'm not repped by anybody either. So anyway, so Brian would fucking nail it. So I said to Brian, I go, how'd it go? He goes, he goes, I think I did well, but I don't think he got it. And yeah. he would perfect. That, that's why acting is dumb because, like. If Brian auditioned in front of an audience, he would c completely fucking I kill know. it. But it is a different skill. In fi I, I think it's, it's a, a different. But, but Brian's look, good. But Brian's good at Brian does. Brian does. Uh, Brian's been doing. He's a commercial guy. It's like if you can do if you can com do commercial auditions, you can do any kind of auditions. Well, I can the tell hardest. you right now that I fucking hate auditions. It's the no. I think everybody does. You get you learn to deal with them. But but Brian is a professional actor. He's a professional audition guy. And he, and I know he would have nailed the fucking. Uh, he wanted to be a. They wanted to be a Staten Island lawyer. And the the thing is, when I when I act, every decision I make, while the other person is doing their talking, I'm like, oh my god, what the Why fuck did here? you do? No, I go, what did you just do? Like I immediately second guess myself. And that's what I tell people. Oh, oh sorry, I got. You, sorry, you're talking about yourself when you say, what did you just do? No, I'm always like, what did? Why did you say it that way? So the good thing about stand up, is like you don't have time for that. Yeah, because you got to keep talking. So even if you make a mistake, you just got to keep talking. But acting is like you're waiting there while the other while the other person's talking. I hate waiting. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I hate when they're doing those dumb lines. I'm like, your line is you're so dumb. So the question is, is that what's going on right now as I'm fucking talking? Are no, you just no, it's, waiting no. To this talk is again? different because I no because I don't know my line. I don't have a fucking line in a podcast. I don't have a line. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. When you have your line, you know your like your big lines coming up. Oh my god! Uh, I, mean, I, I fucking hate it. hate it. I fucking hate. It. Okay, so let me tell you, this is a true story about what happened. Oh, so you got me. All, you almost got me a gig. Maybe. Well, that's a funny coincidence because at the time I wasn't Neither sure. Neither one of us got the gig. No, yeah, I had four, four no, different auditions. And you didn't get either one of them. Okay, so the third one. Who, who? How'd you get it? The I get it through an agent. The third one was. Uh, you act like I'm a novice. I get it through an agent. No, I thought maybe uh, you knew John Apatow. No, I'm not connected to that that fraternity. But uh, but I was happy for Chris Gethard that now Judd Apatow is producing his show because I saw it in Edinburgh. Who's but, Chris Gethard? Uh, he's a British a, guy? No, he's an American guy that's doing a show called Career Suicide about his battle with depression. Oh, I feel <laughs> bad for him. Whoa, he's so sad. So We had uh, Jeff Leach on. You know Jeff Leach? I, I know Jeff. No, because I was giving him shit. I'm like, dude, if you're if you're so, if you have such mood swings, maybe show business ain't for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because show business is like the worst kind of girlfriend of all time, right? Oh, dude. On my podcast, the running theme is how fucking miserable comedy makes you. Like, it's not yeah. a healthy, it's not a healthy yeah, life. Yeah, comedy is bad. Show business is bad. Like, writing jokes is bad for your head. It's like, it, it's yeah, you like, no it's, peace. Yeah, it's, it's all, it's all bad. So if you're, uh, if you're emotionally unstable, maybe you just get a job as like a garbage man or something. Like something yeah. like predictable. You know, you, you know you're in a weird job when you listen to like a heroin addict story and you think, sounds like he's my got fucking a relationship <laughs> with life. Or he's probably, he's got it pretty good. He's got it good. At least, no, at least he knows what he's doing every day. <laughs> <laughs> he's something to look forward to. At least he's got a focus. <laughs> yeah. No, when they used to do those shows on, uh, Remember when they, they well, you don't have A and E would do a show like Intervention. I don't know if they still do it. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. where they would follow around a, a drug addict. I'm like, so that's what I got to do to get a fucking TV show. <laughs> I mean, it was frustrating. <laughs> like, like I'm trying to, you know, make it the old-fashioned way. 
by cheating. No, but I'm trying to make it the old-fashioned way, and and this they they want they don't want that. They want a fucking spectacle, a fucking drug addict. No, but so the whole and then the thing is, how how old is this this sad guy? This, I know, Chris. I I saw the show. No, it's how really, old is he? He's uh, I guess mid thirties. No, but Maybe the thing is, every like everybody under under I don't know what age, but everybody under forty now has to have like a backstory now. Well, you have a backstory too, I right? Have a backstory. What? Do yeah, you that's how I met you, and that's what. And that was another thing I learned about Aspen when I did Aspen. Everybody from Europe had a fucking like had a physical inf- inf- <laughs> how did What's the right word for infirmity? Impairment. Impairment. Oh like yeah, that so fucking I, I was Scott, doing who was the guy who had one leg? Adam Hills. Oh, he's the worst. Whoa. <laughs> What don't you like about Adam Hills? Oh, my God. I saw his act. I'm like, this guy's a fucking, this guy's so, this guy's like a bad, if this guy, if this guy was here, he'd be like an MC at a, he'd be like a house MC at a comedy club. Well, as it turns out, not only is he huge in Australia, but he's now also huge in the UK. Since that time in Aspen, he has been very successful. So I, so. so shows your fucking gauge of talent. <laughs> <laughs> but he's real, he's real, he's real, no, he's real. I, I want he's to, a very positive. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't work for me. But his jokes weren't good. Like, his jokes were, like, real corny and real, like, just, I'm a nice guy, I got one leg. I don't give a fuck about your fucking leg. Why would I give a fuck if a guy has one leg? But you have, like, one ball one or three ball. balls or something. I was something. talking about testicular cancer. Why the fuck can't you do jokes about testicular cancer? You do jokes about shit you know, and I had a fucking unique- Yeah, but it was only eight minutes. They, they don't want to hear They don't want to hear about your, your jokes, your joke about a ball. It's Aspen. Balls. It's Aspen. Yeah. Well, I did it. <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> didn't really work out, but it didn't matter. You're it still you. We're still here. We're still we're here. Still we're here still in alive. a fucking car doing so wait, a podcast. No, so what I mean, I, it's worked out great for both of us. Come on. We've made the right decisions. Get, we're trying to get everybody but ourselves gigs. You're like, <laughs> I'm terrible, you know? It's like that when you pass the you pass it on. You're like, you should hire Kevin Brennan. Like, we'll bring him in. He's great. But she, the thing and then was, Kevin Brennan comes in and he's like, "You gotta get my." You friend gotta get Brennan. this other guy. <laughs> now the fucked up thing was, she did like me. She must have liked me because uh, she she brought me in for something else. So she, yeah. it wasn't like she was like, "Oh, we don't well, like." like she said she liked me. She's the coolest cast. No, I would have nailed. Yeah, she is cool. I would have nailed it. Uh, plus, I, if they give me the role, but I don't. Judd Apatow don't like me. Oh, he doesn't like you. I mean, he don't really know me, but but like he works at the cellar sometimes. And I, one time I did a joke that was like. Whatever. I already told it about my on my podcast. Oh, you told the Appetown story? Okay. Yeah, but it's not a big story. But basically, I, I think he just don't like me. So, I mean, people don't like me g- in general. So Yeah, do you ever wonder, like, do you ever think you're your worst enemy? Is that like I'm a, not my worst enemy. Just I'm just saying just, people. It's a question. I'm just saying people don't like me. So. <laughs> and you, you've nothing to do with that. It's absolutely. No, the- it's like, I, no, the thing was, <laughs> I used to try to overcome it. It's like, it's like a guy with one ball trying to have two balls. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. I, I try. But I could put in a fake ball. I could fake it to make it. No, but you I can't. You could fucking fake being happy for yeah. five minutes. Yeah, I could fake it, but it would still people would. St- I would still lose to a guy who was genuinely Adam Hilly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Adam Hill is always going to win over me because he's the real deal. He's he's an upbeat guy, even though he's a shit comic. Wow. He's an upbeat guy. That's you saying that. That's I, I would <laughs> stick up. I would stick up for Adam because he. I think he's good. But then I saw him and he came to the cellar where he was passing through town as on his on his on his. Recently, he was there. I heard. Yeah, he was he was on his way to Boring USA, and uh, so he stopped here first, and uh, and I, I couldn't even watch him, but I I knew I know he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. And then, I, then when I was in Edinburgh, he was a uh, no, not Edinburgh. When I was in uh, Melbourne, he was a uh, he hosted a show down there, like uh, on a Saturday night. Him and this other guy, Jason Byrne. 
Yeah, Jason yes. Byrne. Everybody's burned down there, right? Everybody in, in Ed Ireland. Ed Byrne and Jason Byrne. That's Ed two. Ed Byrne, Jason Byrne. That's, <laughs> that's two. That's anyway. enough for me. That's enough for me. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Jason's been on the podcast. He was very funny, just in case you're about to oh, rip I know it Jason. Do I know Jason Byrne? Redheaded guy. I don't, Ed oh. Byrne. You know Ed Byrne. You know Ed Byrne. With anyway, the so they they were they were hosting, and I was have I that was my my last night there, and they and they brought me up like they, they what they were doing was they were bringing in like an American, and he would like headline these like these he would headline uh the it was like it was, I I had, I had to do like long sets every night I was bombing, so then I'm like okay now I got to do ten minutes and I will go better. But again, I gotta go on last. It's like yeah, it's but like that I'm show a, was all about the hosts. I mean, really. That I know, was I know. But I'm, I'm like, I'm not from here. Why, why am I the fucking? They act like the people in Australia. They don't get the jokes. They don't get my jokes. You know. Yeah, they get that. I have fans from the podcast from in Australia now. But, but this is not jokes. This, this is me fucking talking. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not doing set up punchline where maybe they don't get the punchline because they don't fucking. Like I was telling the other night with you, you and your buddy, where I said they don't know, they don't know fucking Oprah Winfrey in Scotland. So I'm like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I thought yeah, everybody I, I, I had to know for Winfrey, but they, but like I said, they knew uh, George Foreman because it was a fucking grill. <laughs> they don't even know him from his boxing. They know him from his grill. They're like, oh, he used to box. We did not know that because they're on, they're on top of their fucking. Uh, it's not even They're on top true. of their game. It's, not <laughs> it's, it's not even true. Um, so uh, it's not even true though. What? I was distracted because you were knocking on the window at a passerby. So yeah, I had a knock on the window. It distracted me. But, uh, but they do know George Foreman for more than the gorilla, and they know Oprah Winfrey. You just had a bad experience. No, I asked the comic there. I said, you guys did uh, the joke bomb. I said, you guys I asked the comic after the show backstage. I go, I go oh, do you guys don't. You guys don't know Oprah, Win Oprah Winfrey? And they go, nah. They go, he. I guess he knew who she was because comics are world travelers. But he's like, yeah, we don't really know. We don't really. Yeah, I guess they really didn't get the reference, here. you know. No, but it's like that's the thing. Like if, if if for a split second they don't know exactly the like if Oprah's fa even if you even if you know Oprah, maybe you don't know Oprah's backstory, you know. Like I I didn't do a Stedman joke. I just did a fucking Oprah. Who's Stedman, the producer? No, Stedman is her... Exactly, who's Stedman? You're a fucking idiot, too. Stedman is her longtime boyfriend. Oh, I don't fucking know who Oprah's exactly. boyfriend is. Everybody in America knows who Stedman is. It's, you don't even know... All you need to say is Stedman, and the people go, that's Oprah's boyfriend. You don't have to say Oprah. Just go uh, ask somebody on the street... Who's Stedman? And they'll go, Oprah's boyfriend. Well, I'll tell you right now, man, there is nobody in the world as passionate about fucking Stedman as you. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously. Like, it's just frustrating. People got, like, jokes, because everybody said, like, jokes travel. But don't you Jokes think don't travel. Jokes don't travel. Unless you're talking about your balls, because everybody's got balls. Everyone's everybody knows, got balls. Everybody knows people that have balls. So it's like, if a guy has one ball, they, they know you're supposed to have two balls. <laughs> so what happened so, to your balls, though? I had to stick to the cancer. I had to get rid of one. At what age? 24. So how'd you find out? You were coughing blood, like no, Lance no, Armstrong. Not, no, Lance Armstrong was coughing blood because he ignored it for so fucking long. It traveled. He's around. a real man. He's a real man <laughs> who just ignored his fucking. He thought he was. He had thought he had saddle sores from riding all those riding the bike I, I, all the time. I, I, well, you know, you can't say, I guess, but I would assume that he probably thought all these fucking drugs I'm taking are causing me to cough up blood. Yeah, it's nothing to do with the fucking. It's lump. about it's about winning. We call it winning here in the United yeah. States. Yeah, we also call it dying when you fucking ignore his cancer as long yeah, as. Yeah, he did. made some. He made some. But no, I had a lump. I had a lump on my uh, on my left testicle, which I ignored uh, for three months. You know, it's, you know, it's funny you bring that up because the other day I was washing my balls. And I thought I felt like me. I'm like, is that a lump? And then I'm like, I'm not even I don't even want to know. That's exactly. I don't want to know because I'm like and then I was like and then at the very, very end when I rinsed everything off, I go, 
let me just check just out of curiosity because I'm like, I should check because the only reason I check is because my dad had my dad. I think my dad had three balls and he had had one taken out at some point. He had really? surgery. I know he had ball surgery. I think no, I, was it an undescended testicle? I didn't go to med school. Anyway, I, I know that I think they had too many balls. He had 10 kids, so I could see him having three or four balls. He needed it. He, needed <laughs> he had overtime balls, working ball, balls Your dad overtime. had 10 kids? Yeah, I'm one of 10. Wow. Irish. But anyway, it's called Irish. Yeah. Well, we no, but I was really afraid to check because I'm like, if I check, because I, I, I knew the, I couldn't go to the doctor that night, so if I had to do a set and I'd be worried about all mine, I got fucking ball cancer. That is exactly what I thought. I'll just fucking never touch that again. But the, rea the, the good news for you is it's a young man's cancer mostly. So it would be very, very rare for a man of your advanced age to be experiencing <laughs> testicular cancer. You have to worry As about everyone your goes to fucking Wikipedia now. So <laughs> you have all to your worry. fans. Unfortunately, the thing you need to worry about now is your prostate, which I'm sure I you're check aware it every of. day. <laughs> yeah. And if I can't reach, I have a I have a gal reach for you. You have a gal? No, that's no, that's a joke. But like my gal, I have a, I have a, I actually do a joke in my act where I switch to a, um, I I switch my doctor from a, a man to a woman because I'm at the age because you know you get the prostate exam. No, because my the first time I had it done, my doctor was a man and he checked my prostate. It was all it was uncomfortable. It was awkward. So uh, I'm like, why well, such a woman doctor? Because I lived in California for a while, and a lot of doctors out there are women, and they're good doctors. So I'm like, I I switched to a woman doctor. She checked my prostate. And uh, she did a good job because I came when she did it. <laughs> you know, that's the joke. But it, what it was, it, I switched to a woman doctor and she did a really good job. Now, the question is. they have smaller is, fingers. They have smaller fingers. Yeah, it's a better to have a female doctor check your prostate. Plus, when you're at an age now, you it's don't. It's invasive. Yeah. And also, also, when you get to an age, certain age, you don't want a man fucking touching you. Like, if you're married, you want a woman touching you for any reason. Even if you're getting a fucking parking ticket. You know what I mean? You just you, you don't you don't want to you just and plus when you when a man of your like if you're young and a, a doctor your doctor's a man you're not as you're not you're just a kid but when you're a man and your doctor's a man and you're like the same age it's fucking awkward man well it's awkward when their finger is in your ass yeah. yeah it's almost like it's almost like jail it's almost like a fucking <laughs> like your like your buddies you know like hey would you mind now how many podcasts have have in the middle of them the moment where you go. Do I need to put money in the meter, or is this guy just going to pass us because we're sitting in the car? Because he yeah, is giving he, a ticket to the car in front of us, and I guess I need to put money in the meter. No, I think he knows he'll just skadoodle. If, uh, I hope so, because I don't want to get out now in the middle of the podcast and put money in the meter. Yeah, I'll ask him. I'll roll the window down. And yeah, well, yeah, but then there's probably some, like, legality about recording. No, my wife used to do, my wife used to, uh, do she was a meter maiden when we lived in Ocean City, New Jersey, and... And once they start it, they can't stop. Yeah, it. they but, can't stop. That's but, what if, I mean. but if you're not, but if if that's all I ask them, do we can we move? And because we're we're taping something, I'll just pretend like we're involved with Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. Because he does his show in a car. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of like. Do you get that? You know who Jerry Seinfeld is? We know who Jerry okay. Seinfeld is in Ireland. Okay. So. Yeah, because well, was Scotland, but Ireland's the same way. You guys don't even have a. Uh, Honestly, man, I. You think guys don't even <clears> have TV. Yeah, you just use. Yeah, we don't have TV, man. We have Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah, all our programs are on Etch-a-Sketch. But uh, you know, I and think to be honest, there's like a whole sect of uh, Irish people that love misery. Yeah. And I really think that I could help you to break your like international hoodoo. You know, I I could help you break. No, your if I was going to Ireland, I think I even on the the name of my podcast alone, I could draw. In I Ireland. think so. Yeah. Misery loves company. Called Misery loves company. I I they would they would uh, yeah they I I think I would just from that if I was Irish and I my they would go yeah. 
First, they tell you not Irish. They tell you're American. Yeah, I don't give a shit about yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. But I go, listen, I'm one of ten, so I'm more Irish than you pieces of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't fuck my sister on Saturday, but but I'm I'm one of ten. That's pretty fucking Irish. Yeah, one of ten is incredible. And I'm and I'm and both my parents are Irish. They're both of Irish descent. I, I my my stomach looks like the bottom yeah, of. Yeah, your a, name is Kevin Brennan. Yeah, my stomach stomach looks like the bottom of a fucking fish. It's it's sickly white. <laughs> like my face has color, but my the rest of my body. All right, so now we have to deal with this guy. So can we move? Or are we gonna get? A, can we sit here? Or are you gonna give us a ticket? No, it's okay. You're moving, right? Huh? Well, yeah, we're just recording yeah. something at the we're moment. Recording something. All right, thank you. No, thanks. We gotta wait with it. Well, I should have told him I know his ease. Because <laughs> he's of Indian descent. Yeah. No, like, I always wonder Russell, how these guys. I, think, I don't know. Is Aziz the one or Russell Peters? I don't know. Probably, probably either one. Yeah. I would have said Aziz, and you would have made it more international. Either way, it was a home run. But let me talk. <laughs> let me ask you this before I forget. So you, you do a joke in your act about you, you from here, but then you had a drinking problem. Yeah. And your parents sent you to Ireland to solve your drinking problem. Yeah, fifty, like sort of not a hundred percent accurate. Okay. But it's a you, funny you way to stretch the truth. Well, I stretched the truth in that I flunked out of St. Francis Prep in Queens. And so uh, you were born here and you're raised here. Raised here. Yeah. I'm a Queens kid. Yeah. My mother's still in Queens. What part? Flushing. Oh, okay. Border Flushing and Bayside. Yeah. I used to live out there. It's that's, not a bad neighborhood. That's yeah. That's a, for growing up as a kid. It's fine. You know, yeah, it's a semi, you, yeah, you semi get to, suburban. You get to go into the city. You get to take the train with your buddies. Semi, and semi suburban. And then, and then also, uh, you do develop a drinking problem, and your parents don't even know it, right? Yeah, started drinking at twelve, and uh, got kicked out of school at fourteen, and I went to boarding school in Ireland. So, so wait, why were you drinking at twelve? You were stressed out about your. Nah, I just whatever. I was just like the youngest of the crew of guys that I hung out with. So you guys were like the Westies, and you were like committing crimes. Yeah, I think you would the get Westies, drunk, and then I think the Westies would be a slight exaggeration. We were like the the one eighty eight street kids that no, but it was like that's knew the, each other because we lived in close proximity. Yeah, but that was like the the West people don't probably don't know Westies are, but they were like the West Side of Manhattan, like in the forties. Now it's all gentrified, but it's like these Irish gangs used to. You know, like, uh, I guess that's where Carlin, George Carlin grew up. and George Carlin grew up in that neighborhood. I actually was friend. one of my, my best friends growing up. His aunt was married to Mickey Featherstone, coincidentally enough, since you're mentioning the Westies. Who's Mickey Featherstone? One of the, one big of the gangsters? famous Westies. You don't know Mickey Featherstone? Fucking, you talk to an Irish American, they know fucking Mickey Featherstone. He's like the fucking I, Stedman. <laughs> He's the Stedman. I know you're going to bring up Stedman, because if you didn't, I was going to bring up Stedman. <laughs> You don't know Mickey Featherstone, but you know Stephen. I know who. I, I even with a, I, even when you said Mickey Featherstone, I could figure out who State he was. State of Grace. But He's like the you know yeah, State yeah. of Grace. Is kind oh of yeah, crazy. I never saw that movie, but he was really good. What was that actor's name? That uh, was it. Mickey Rourke, no. No, but he was the guy who was in uh uh um. Uh, uh, he's like he's like always plays like drug addicts and shit. It wasn't Mickey Rourke, no. No, he might have been in that, but it was. I remember the guy. No, I think Sean Penn was oh, in oh, it. Oh, 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 no, Gary Oldman. Yeah, right? Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. He's in, he's always plays these fucking dark fucking dudes, yeah. and he's always great. Like True Romance, you ever see True Rom- Romance? Yeah. Oh, he plays the the drug addict oh in the house, God, right? He's so fucking. The guy. I mean, I, I he's probably like that in real life because he no one's that good an actor to be fucking that. But I like British, to hang right? out with him. I think he is British, but anyway. But he's only playing a miserable bastard, so you no, might but, not connect. Uh, no, but I don't. Might not connect in real I don't life. believe in acting. I don't believe in. I believe like they get somebody who's like that, and then they then they go, just be like yourself, because why why not? Why get a guy who's gonna be a be guy to play a drug fucking dealer who's gonna be terror and hang around? You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? I got you. I no, you know what you. they? You know what I do hate when they when they when they have like uh, British actors like that uh, Helen uh, Mirren. She won the fucking Oscar for playing the queen. It's like. 
Is that really hard for her to play the queen? She looks like the queen. She talks like the queen. Her probably fucking British cunt smells like the queen's British cunt because they probably douche the same way because they're both British. So I'm saying let her play a crack whore from the west side of Manhattan see what she does with that. Then call me. Call me up, Helen. Yeah, but then, then Charlize Theron plays fucking monster. And everyone goes, why are you getting a hot girl to play, uh, you know, this monster? Why don't you get somebody that looks like that? You know, so you can't win. Yeah, you can't you win. Can't and win that's in why Hollywood. We, we can't. That's what we're saying. That's why I didn't get that role as the warm up guy who had a relationship with Sarah Zuman. You can't win. I wonder who they, <laughs> I wonder who I gave it to. I because told the guy. There's only like five things mentioned on your Wikipedia. And one of them is that Sarah Silva mentioned in her memoir. I, know, I didn't put that, that in. She lost her virginity with I you. Know. She didn't say. Who you, you're say, like the new Lenny. Lenny's like, you only, your, your Wikipedia page is so short. I'm like, Lenny, you don't even have one. You have no. <laughs> he goes, I'm not. I don't want one. I go, you don't want anything. Right. That's that's your whole out for. Having a complete fucking I debacle fuck, of a showbiz career. Like, I, fuck, I don't want that. I, I don't want it. Everyone wants to. First of all, if you don't have a Wikipedia page, then you're 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 in bad shape if you're in show business. I fucking hate these people that pretend that they don't want, you yeah. know, they don't want things. It's like you're fucking dying inside. Don't right, fucking pretend. Right. Now, here's my thing. I lived in California for a couple of years. I realized everybody in California is upbeat. And it's all a bunch of bullshit. And they're all fucking lying. They say one, like they say one thing to your face, and then as soon as they get in their car, they either forget you or they go, "I'm never gonna yeah. fucking hire that I motherfucker." Handle, I can't handle the incessant American positivity of the the way the industry deal with you here. No, no, because it's nuts. part of it. Because it stems, it, it, it is here too, but more in California, where like it's sunny every day, yeah. And you have to have a good attitude, and you got to be positive, and it's like, you know, before I knew, like after Aspen, despite the fact that we talked about it negatively, after Aspen, I got some heat, you know, loads of meetings in L.A. Yeah. And I fucking swear to God, I walked out of every meeting being like, holy shit, I'm gonna be fucking huge, because nobody told me that. It's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like a month later, I was just left fucking crying in a corner going, what happened to old Hold, my- with your With your one ball in your hand? Yeah, with my one ball in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, a guy at a fucking meeting was like, maybe we could do a, you know, maybe we could do like a sitcom about you. Then feeling- as soon as you leave, like the, 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 the call back on the Etch-a-Sketch, as soon as you leave, literally an Etch-a-Sketch, <laughs> and you're fucking, you're just a distant memory. <laughs> they, just- they don't give two fucks. They, that's the game. That's the fucking game. Like uh uh uh, I was doing a uh, uh, Nick Swartzen. He he, Who's he that? he's like he's a he's big he's big in this country. He's like friends with Adam Sandler, but he's been in a lot of shows and whatever. But anyway, he he was like he would. I I saw him one time at the at the uh, the Improv in in on Melrose. So he's like he gave me an idea. He goes, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? You know. And then and then I tried to do it. And then you know where where he had to help me do something. And then he he just ghosted me when I texted him. He just fucking ghosted me. It's like and it was his idea. Yeah, he suggested oh, it. So I I'm like, and we're friends. We're but when we're here, we're friends. Because if you, when you're at the comedy cellar, like he's friends because he's not from here. It's like more my turf. He used to live here, but then he's lived in there West Coast for a long time. But anyway, so then once it's done, he he wouldn't like. It was like it never happened. So it's fucking creepy. So when I came back here, when I moved back here. I'm like, fuck it. I got nothing to lose. And then I just started talking shit. And then people like it because everyone's every everyone in showbiz is like this fake. Like, I think he's great. I think he's terrific. We're all go like he sucks. He sucks. That guy sucks. He sucks a big dead bag of dicks. He's a fucking liar. Whatever. Like, I'm not going to say that, that about you. I know you're waiting for you me to wait, go. Wait, wait till I leave. <laughs> <laughs> be, be L.A. about it. Wait till I leave. And then you can be like, this guy is so full of shit. No, I, I, I liked you. I wouldn't be sitting in a car with you. I mean, at least we're <laughs> in front of people. So well, I, it's the I Irish get, American thing, I guess. I could because get out, we were, yeah. we were joking about that before, about how, like, you know, 
Oh, oh, we're talking about Indian guys, the confidence of these uh, of yeah, these Indian yeah. guys, and that their parents must have instilled some sort of like belief in themselves, as opposed to the Irish American parents that are just like, you know, you you you're, you're a piece of shit or whatever, you know this. Yeah, the, and I think that it's that that you know the Jews do that too. Not to be anti-Semitic on Rosh Hashanah, but the Jews do that too. Where like they they instill their kids a lot of confidence, and they tell them how great they are. Just so they're kind of prepared for the. I don't know if they 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 over prepare them, so they're delusional. But in any case, it's better than the Irish, where it's like you're a piece of shit. You know, like uh, like 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 the fact that my dad didn't talk to me about like like sexual reproduction it's like it's so ridiculous well especially when you're surrounded by the by children repercussions yeah like like what well, like the, what the fuck man like seriously like take fucking 10 minutes out of your day <laughs> like i'm i'm so close to my kids because you know like when i when i especially when i was la in la my wife worked so i was more like a stay-at-home stay dad. dad during the day right? and it was fucking terrible but mostly it was terrible because i wasn't doing stand-up really out there so i didn't i couldn't even vent when the day was over, like now oh, I, yeah, now no I, outlet. yeah, now even if something happens, I can fucking you just, needed this then. I can, yeah, I need, I could go vent. So, and that's one of the reasons why we moved back because there was like comedy seller was doing two rooms and it was just, it was too much to like fucking give up to yeah, pass sure. up on, yeah, you know? Yeah. So anyway, the, so like, you know, even now my, like, I, I can't wait to tell my son about like how the fucking, how old like are how kids? women are. My son's four. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you gotta have some patience. <laughs> no, like, uh, like, well, like when he's six, I'm gonna be like, like these bitches. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go right to it. No, but the fact that my dad wouldn't like uh, just relish the opportunity to just fucking. But the, but the Irish are so. Do you ever see uh, Pope at Greenwich Village? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where the guy, where the 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 fucking. I haven't seen it. In like the old years. guy, but the but the old guy was helping them like break into the place. He was talking about the difference between like the the, the Italians and the Irish. He goes. He goes. These. These. They're talking about Mickey Rourke and uh, and uh, what was the other guy's name? Oh, he's fucking Eric Roberts. Yeah, Eric Roberts. So, so they were uh, you know, they were they were like second cousins, and and somebody goes, they're they're like brothers. He goes, yeah, the, the Italian. He goes, he goes, uh, he goes second second cousins to the, the uh. To, to the times are like identical twins. The Irish, they, they, you know what I mean. The Irish, you could be identical twins and, and don't even find, you know what you I mean. Don't talk to each other. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's, there's like, it's true though. My dad's from a big family, like all kinds of like not getting alongs in the family. Our family's one to ten. We don't get along. Like there's certain cliques that get along, but they're 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 movable parts. You know what I mean? Like like I'll find out. My brother Tom is now friends with my sister Sheila, and for a while, like you know. They weren't even talking. He stayed with she. Sheila said to Tom at one point, "You're dead to me." <laughs> like not even not even being facetious. Not even not not drunk at Thanksgiving. Oh, like you're dead to me. And now they're friends again. So so there's always like interchangeable. But we're not a warm we're not a warm uh, group, yeah. you know. And that's why my wife's Hispanic. And they're you know my my they're wife hugging and yeah they they're touching. very emotional. You know, I'm like a fucking cop, and and my wife's a prostitute. She's not gonna like me saying this, and she listens. But <laughs> No, but that was like the old joke where the guy, all the guys on the Bronx, were, you know, they were cops and then they married the hot Latin girl that they may be arrested. Maybe, maybe not for prostitution, maybe for shoplifting. Anyway, the point is that, but but they, they, they hide it. They don't like Irish women. Plus, I, uh, Hispanic women are sexier anyway, you know? Yeah, well, I guess they're, they're attractive. They're, yeah, well. and they got, the, they got the beautiful skin and they're curvier. You know, the Irish women, she's got to be a 10. And you and you still like she's or a little maybe bit. it's just the fucking demographics of the Bronx that the Irish and the Latinos ended up next to each other. Yeah, but also, but also, I'm saying like uh, Irish women are not good looking as a group. Oh, Jesus. 
But here's my point. I should be huge in fucking Ireland because well, because like guys up until five seconds ago, I think it was gonna happen. No, but I, I'm not gonna draw with the women. I don't give a fuck. It's the guys I want to draw. You want you want to draw with the guys? No, because they they're the guys that are gonna fucking get me because because yeah. I'm miserable. But I'm but I'm trying to be funny about it. Like I've given up. I've given up. That's like the that's like the classic Irish personality. Anyway, guys just get sit at a bar. Given up, and he just talks shit about everything, right? Dude, you gotta fucking write. Have you written the one man show called "I've Given Up"? And that because you're starting to sound like Rodney Dangerfield. You don't even realize it's like, what am I gonna do? I've given up. I've given no, up. I know. I love it. I'm, it's so refreshing. <laughs> I've never felt so. People go, "How can you stand?" I go, "I've never felt better." <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I've just resigned myself to the fact that like nothing's ever gonna work out. You know. You gotta but surrender you know, to win, man. Yeah. You, fucking, you gotta like surrender. AA. It's exactly what it is. You I'm like, I'm not gonna. To I'm win. not gonna fight my own fucking demons. I'm. I'm, I'm not gonna pretend. No, but here's the thing. Like when I see, <laughs> like when I see, like I follow Dom Irera on. Uh, Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On Twitter, you know, and he's always going well, to like fucking... surrendered? No, he, no, he's always going to uh, Ireland, yeah. and he's always doing these fucking international... Great. We love him over there. No, and I love him over there, but I'm saying, like, bring me one year. Is that going to kill them? Like, to, would it kill them? Like, they must all know Dom Irera's act by now, right? So oh, bring yeah. me one year, and fucking have... I'm like the miserable Irish guy, and I'll just fucking moan and groan. Even if they don't like my jokes, they'll just like the fact that I'm miserable. And I can do a lot of radio or whatever you guys use for ham radio or whatever the fuck you guys are up to. No, we just, everyone has access to a cord, which they can put, <laughs> they can put the can to their ear and listen to uh, what international acts are coming their way. Listen, let's, let's just put it out do there. Do what now. you can. You let, almost got me a gig where let, I could have got my SAG okay, card. Look, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. We're going to find a sponsor. And because we've now. Oh, I got to get a sponsor? No, listen, will you let me finish the fucking sentence? The. I want to get a sponsor because we've we've now done one sort of misery loves company slash Des Bishop podcast together. The next time we do it together, it's going to be in fucking Ireland in front of an audience. All right. And you know, because Lenny doesn't want to go on the road, so we're going to fucking trump that shit. But wait, gonna, you do them live normally? No, I've never done it live, but I uh, want it because because you're so, you know, you're so. I should into be the, so big over there. You're into the concept. I'm and plus, curious. and plus, they only have uh, if you, if you do something on TV, it's probably a big deal because they probably only have two or three channels, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like back in the old days when they only had three channels, like if you were on the Tonight Show, it was a big deal. Yeah, because, well, back but in now the they day, have like a hundred channels yeah. or a thousand or whatever. When but I in Ireland, you guys don't, you can't have that many, right? When I first broke out, there wasn't as well. It was really more for the internet. Ireland had access to all the UK channels too, so. All joking aside, there was plenty of channels. However, 
before the internet gave people a lot more options, they tended to watch only a few of, there was only three Irish channels at the time. Wow. Let me ask you a question. So how big are you in, uh, can you compare yourself to somebody here? Like how big are you in Ireland? Well, at my peak, I mean, I can't say I'm like peaked out now, but. What do you mean? How well, you 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 peaked and you're down? You're going downhill? Well, no, but it's just you know the way there's just like yeah, a period yeah, yeah. of time where it's insane. And what what made you go over to peak in uh, Ireland? What what uh, you, you just you can't go forever, can you? No, what made you peak? Did oh, you do the something first that series, the first series I made about living on minimum wage. Oh. So I lived on minimum wage for four months and made as, a series. as a show or yeah, yeah as a as a documentary, but the the documentary had stand up as the narration rather than narration. Uh, oh. what, what could you compare? no but were you're but you didn't you didn't need the job you just did it to take it no 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 it was for a tv show it was for a tv show like so the, you're like ba basically like undercover boss uh yeah it, well no it's more like sort of morgan spurlockish oh, oh but it was before supersize me so it wasn't oh. it wasn't inspired by what morgan spurlock does but it had that sort of one month one job live on the money one month another job live on the money and oh. then that that became whose idea was it uh, a producer who was working in RTE from Canada who had held on to the idea from her time of working in the UK and then she liked me and she gave me the idea. Oh. But it was based on a book called Nickel and Dimed. And where where did you... Um... The first job was in a kebab shop called Abracababra. <laughs> which, which a, kebab, that, a kebab? A kebab shop called Abracababra. Is which, it kebab or kebab? Um, what way do I say it? You say kebab. I guess I say Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Uh, abracadabra. Well, it makes more sense because uh, you said abracadabra or whatever. Yeah, but abracadabra. No, they call it kebab here. Yeah, we call it kebab, all right? Look, it's it like just, a stick with food on it, with meat on it. Well, no, actually, it's like a, a like a pita bread full of meat. Oh, it's, kebab, yeah. <laughs> I don't even have it right. What, what am I thinking with the stick? Shish with kebab. The, shish kebab, yeah. That's a shish. But uh, anyway. Uh, no wonder yeah. I always get the wrong order. <laughs> I come home, I'm like, what the fuck? They, the fucking fucking stick? they fucked up my order again. <laughs> it's always somebody else's fault. Oh, my well, God. That's... In Ireland, you don't get the option of the stick. So I think, to be honest. Because no, you'll I've... stab your brother, right? <laughs> they can't get the fucking. It's a, it's a deadly weapon with a drunk fucking guy. Wait, the cops, do the cops have uh, guns no, in Ireland? No, guns. no what guns. Do you, how do you arrest somebody? Yeah, yeah um, I don't know. They just do it. But there's no guns. But the Irish, the British, there's no guns in the UK. There's no gun. The the police don't have guns in the in do the UK or in Ireland. And they, if you ever want to die in your ass in Ireland, say it's great to be in the UK, and that will be the end of you. Why? Even Chris Rock had a problem where he accidentally sort of included Ireland in the UK. Oh really? Yeah. They still hate the Irish? No, because the UK is not Ireland is not part of the United Kingdom. They oh, fought. It's not? A, they fought a war to not be part of it. Oh, I thought it was still because it was part of the Ireland was automatically part of it. No, that's like the British Isles, which the Irish people don't like that term either. The British Isles. So, so yeah, I, I I don't even hear that anymore. But here's the point: so they don't have guns, but do they have car fast cars? Or they 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 have cars. There is a special unit that has guns that deal oh, with major gun terrorism situations. Oh, but they have to call them in. Yeah, like a SWAT team. I think they're active, sir. I don't know. There's a name for them. That's interesting. It seems. It seems. Who would want to be a cop if you can't, if you can't shoot people? But then there's not a lot of cops getting shot because not as many guns in society. No, but that's I get a whole that. Other... I get that. But you think like how how are you how are you how are you something more than a regular guy if if you don't have a gun? Well, that is an interesting uh, essay on uh, authority. If you want to write it, why does the guy in the uniform get more respect? That's that's. Uh, but they don't get more respect. Do but they, they do. In in, of course, in the people, UK, people still see a cop car 
and they still oh slow a cop down. car that's a cop car but I'm saying like uh, just a cop because he can give you a ticket but well but, I guess they're empowered by the fact that the they have access to using the law against you yeah are so, they physically fit at least yeah they're physically they can deal with a situation and they can put you in jail that that's, that's no but they like are I they can't like put somebody else in jail. Yeah, right, but but I'm saying like the cops here, they're 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 fat, but they have guns, so that kind of evens itself out. Well, I guess when you don't have a gun, you just try not to get too fat. No, because you, you might have to actually outmaneuver somebody. Yeah, yeah, you might have to run, to or you somebody. might have to beat somebody up. <laughs> to beat somebody up. Yeah, that's why the one the one like I you know I hate to make jokes about the cops shooting black guys, but the one guy in Missouri, I know I don't know where it was, but it was right it was right when the when the first like Missouri and the guy, the yeah, chokehold oh, guy the, when the guy was running from the cop and the cop just shot him right in the back. But he was a big fat guy. The the, the, the guy cop shot, was fat? No, the the guy who was who was running was running slow because he was overweight. He wasn't gonna get far. Yeah. So it's like what are you shooting the guy for? Yeah, I mean like just just you could almost almost walk quickly and catch the guy. You know what I mean? So how fucking lazy do you have to be like, you know what, I'm sick of this. Then Kevin, it's like a then it's like a video game where you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna it's just it was that was a weird one. That was a weird one where I was like, Well, what the fuck was that? And I asked my friend who's a cop, he goes, I go, What the fuck was that? He goes, he goes, Well sometimes I think People walk up, wake up, and they go, I think I'm just going to shoot somebody today. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, they've had it. You know, like, like they've had, like, sometimes where you, where as a comic, you're like, I'm, I'm definitely going to bomb tonight. Like, one of my shows, I'm going to bomb. Yeah. You just feel a bomb coming on, like, like a dog can smell an earthquake. <laughs> I've given up. But see, that's why it's so much safer in your situation, where when you give up, you get funnier. When a cop gives up, a black guy dies. No, I, th- listen, I wouldn't even recommend, I, like, you know, people think I'm, like, walking a slippery slope, and maybe I am, but, like, I wouldn't even recommend giving up as like a as like a older I mean as a younger guy because then you look like you have you have mental problems you know what I mean but like when you when you're married and when like you say Ronnie Dangerfield like like he he like everyone kind of can relate to the guy well he had the I don't get no respect which is like yeah. a great hook because yeah. everybody thinks I get no respect but you know I like what I mean? the hook that we came up with before for you what was it again I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've I, given I, up no I think I, it was I've given up yeah I've given up it doesn't matter I've given up yeah I've given up it, no but the point is the point is that, like I couldn't I had a way to like like I really like I'm genuinely giving up on some point because like like people go like, well, what if your podcast blows up and you become like more popular? It's like, yeah, but I'll still have like, I'll still be married with kids, and they'll still make me miserable. So, like, I'm not, I'm even if I become like something, I'll never have my Charlie Sheen years with like coke and hookers and and Hollywood, the Hollywood parties. Like, yeah, I'll you, never you, have that. You did all that already with no money. No, I never <laughs> did it. No, I never did it. So I'm saying, so even if if even if things were good. They wouldn't be so good because I yeah. still have my kids, my fucking crying kids. Like when I left the house today, my son was like, my dad goes, my dad's like, dad, uh, uh, shut up, dad. Like I didn't even say you anything. Your kids. T- yeah, he's four. He goes, dad, shut up. I came out of the bathroom. He goes, dad, shut up. I didn't even say anything yet. So but, that's what I'm saying. So when you have kids, you're like, you can, you can only get so happy when you have kids. So that's yeah. my point. So now but I'm just wondering. If so I can, I'm, I genuinely gave up. I'm saying as a young person. Don't give up, but definitely put a Vaseline in your upper lip if you're going on TV. <laughs> That's my tip. But listen, if your kid is fucking for no reason just telling you to shut up, you think perhaps he's been absorbing a certain type of behavior from his father? Maybe, but he curses like he curses up a storm. How many kids have you got? Two. Four. My and daughter's one. eight. Oh and, right, okay. And he, my son, curses like he's like this fucking shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, like you, if it's, but if you laugh, your wife gets angry, right? No, well, s- sometimes I'll be like, Daniel. I'm not supposed to say his name. Raphael. <laughs> 
Raphael, why do you why do you talk like that? So even my daughter's like the other day he said he said uh he goes right in the asshole. <laughs> and who says asshole? <laughs> so my daughter goes my daughter goes, Raphael, don't that's not that's not the right word. She goes, That's not the right word. So then I'm like, I'm trying not to laugh. So then I'm like, I, because I, but the thing is, you don't want to bring attention to it because then he he th- he knows the word has power. You yeah. Know? yeah. So Where you, the fuck did he learn right in the asshole? I don't know. What's but that it's, from? That's from a movie or something. It's really funny. Right. No, you know what it is. <laughs> no, you know what it is. They watch YouTube and then you know and then they watch YouTube oh. where sometimes the the they watch YouTube um, videos with superheroes. But they're grown-ups like narrating it, or, oh, or, or yeah, yeah, they're yeah. grown-ups like fighting another another grown-up. So, but they don't. That's why YouTube's such a joke because there's no there's no, no uh, filter, no restriction. There's yeah. nobody monitoring anything. Yeah. So it's good if you want to watch porn, but uh, but for like your kids, you know. So uh, whatever. Right. <laughs> yes. Did he use it in the right context? Yeah, like something like 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 something like I, I'm I'm like I'm gonna kick you in the asshole or something like that. Where you're like you just like you fight the you have to like literally bite you your lips so you that. don't so you won't laugh. But then you go Daniel because even my daughter when my daughter brings it up I have to like back her up when she's like Daniel that's not a good word f- for you. I go yeah that's not a good word. It's a good word. you know. I'm, <laughs> I make money talking like yeah, that. Yeah, leave it leave it into the hands of a professional. <laughs> Do you do any material about your kids? Do you consider that sort of like too no, hacky? no? I do it. I do it. I and mean, I love it. Like I hate when people say, "Oh, this guy had kids," and they started doing jokes about it. It's like so hacky because I fucking love it. I love no. My jo- my jokes are like pretty rough. I mean, I think I think Louie helped with that because in the past it was always like, uh, you know, you you had to be like make the jokes like I'm a good dad and oh I'm yeah, okay. I'm or kids g- kids say the darndest things. Yeah, I'm a good dad and 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 my kids are my kids are cute like sitcom kids and. Yeah, and Ray Ray Romano had a lot of jokes like that, and it helped him because he got his show. But, but, uh, but, um, but with Louis, Louis was just like he used to do jokes about it in his act, where it was like, you know, I hate my kids, and even sometimes I watch before I had my kids, I watched him do jokes. I was like, wow, it's pretty rough, you know, some of the shit he would say about his kids, like nothing mean, but but mean in in, in the con in the context of like if these it, kids heard it, you would think it would not. Yeah, cool. and it was kind of new to be that mean, you right, know. Yeah. But now that's more of like a trend where now that meanness is mainstream, and you're fucking on it. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, but even I see women like women comics are like I'm the worst mom. They even oh, they're yeah. saying well, which, not bad moms is a fucking movie. Is, like, oh yeah, did it come out? Did it come out? It's I, out I know, man. I, know I saw out. I know I saw a thing for it, but that's the new thing where like. It, you, it's a competition to be how bad a mom you are and how bad a dad you are. But as a dad, it's easier because you don't really have to be like as a mom. They still still expect you to be like kind of good. Whereas a dad, you just have to be like around and then you're a good dad. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but I also think it's generational because I think parents. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think parents feel the sacrifice more nowadays because they maybe had freedom for longer. So now it's just yeah, like that's true. They're feeling this thing of like you fucking. Like they're not articulating it to their kids, but they're going. They're like, very you frustrated. Did this to me. No, they are. You know what it is? Because it's true what you said. They, they, like my parents had no life before they had, like they, 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 they didn't have. They didn't. My dad didn't have an apartment when they got married. My mom lived with her parents. So you know what I mean. So they go right from their parents' house to their own house. To you be, know. Yeah, to be so they don't have any. They don't have a single life. So they just they go from like one form of misery to another form of misery. <laughs> you know. But but now people they they have a they 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 get married later so they they have a better time and then they have these kids and they're like what the fuck so I keep telling Lenny because he wants to have kids I go. 
good luck. I go, because you can't be ready for it. Mentally, you can't be ready for it. But also another problem is the phone. So everybody has a phone. And back in the day, there was no Facebook and no Twitter or whatever, or Instagram. So you don't see your friends having a good, you didn't see your friends having a good time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now you're like, oh, my God, you see people like on vacation and they don't have kids or they're like, well, if you go to a park, every mom's on her phone because they don't want to be, they don't, their kids are fucking boring. Kids are fucking boring. And and your phone is probably not boring, so they'll yeah. watch their fucking phone. But don't you, know? you also think that people are trying to fucking live, a, like like some sort of life with their kids that's not actually possible? Like they're bringing their kids to cafes, they're bringing their kids to di- like they're still trying to. Yeah. And it, and it's just they don't match. They you don't match at all. You gotta just accept that. You gotta accept it. You gotta you gotta accept the misery. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, that's, just, I was that's in your a, code name. That's your life lesson. No, I mean, I, seriously, like you can fight all you want, but just at some point, if if you if you lower your expectations, you're gonna have a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if you uh, expect oh, yeah. it to be miserable, then if it's not uh, like a hundred percent miserable, be like that wasn't so bad. You gotta fucking you gotta accept the misery. You gotta yeah. take it right in the asshole. Yeah, you gotta take it right. <laughs> <laughs> So, so when I was in L.A., all the dads in L.A., you know, on the weekends, they'd all be like at their fucking uh, at this. Like I live in Santa Monica, which is like the trendy. I didn't live in Santa Monica, but sometimes we go to this park in Santa Monica. But all the dads would have like the skinny jeans on and the cool hair. Cause yeah, I go, yeah, yeah. I go, you're fucking done. You can pretend all you want that you're still cool, <laughs> that you're still happening. You're fucking done. I see it all. And the they time. and they can fight it all they want, but they're done. They're done. Once you have kids and you're married, like you can pretend you're cool. You can pretend like. You got shit going on, but you're a fucking loser, and just enjoy it. You know. I, I did yesterday. I was driving. I was driving down the West Side Highway. And I was in Tribeca, and I saw three fucking dads with their kids, all like that, walking across the street. I was like, so I was with my little cousin, and she was like, "What's what's over there?" I was like, "There's got to be some fucking playground where all these right, dads right. are going to drop their kids to play together, and then look at each other and go, why the fuck did we do this?'" Yeah, because they could they could be like, I don't know what they'd be doing, but but it's better. And another thing is like kids like kids want to play with like I love my kids, but they want to play with toys. I don't want to play with their fucking toys. You know what I mean? Like even when I, even when I'm at home, they're like, "Dad, get off your phone." I'm like, "I'm fucking working." <laughs> I almost said the N word. <laughs> I'm fucking working. <laughs> Like you know what I mean? Like I might be tweeting, I might be like, I might be answering an email, but they want to play. They want me to play with their fucking toys. I'm like, I don't want to play with your fucking toys, you know? Like I'm over it. I've been over it. Your fucking toys, you know? But I love them. But like, it's like another thing is we didn't like. I'm one of ten, so we we had they had, we had a lot of we had we a had lot each of each other. We had each other, and we had the neighbors. They all had big families, so we didn't we didn't rely on our parents. Like I never did shit with my dad. Like I didn't play with my. If I said to my dad, "Dad, let's play with my toys," he would have kicked me right into my fucking face. You know what I mean, or something. <laughs> He would just no, laugh. I say that all the time. Like, sometimes I wish I was a parent in the 70s because my mother would be like, get out of the house. And we would fucking stay out for five and hours. And she didn't care where you went. Yeah, didn't she didn't care. About us. My mom, my mom used to, we all caddied like at this, at this, we, we you know, we, we didn't have money. My, my dad didn't play golf anyway. And he no, couldn't he play. He got a summer job. He couldn't play because he was, he was cat. He was, he was too pale, you know, red hair, white skin. So anyway, but, but we all went to the caddy place. And so my mom would drop like six of us off. <laughs> At, at 8 a.m. and pick us up at 5. She didn't give a fuck what we were doing. We could have been dropped up there and then went to, like, a fucking crack house. She didn't care as long as we were out of the fucking house. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, she, they like, literally, she never asked what we were doing. We came home. We were all smoking. We were playing poker. Like, we were caddy, but well, you're not caddying all day. Yeah. So she, she didn't give a, like, literally didn't give a fuck. We're now parents today. They all have two kids. They're all worried about their fucking kids. Yeah, you got to spend all your fucking time yeah. with your kids. So it's now exhausting. it's like, now it's just like, get the fuck out of my house. And, like I said, like, you just said they don't give a shit why you because again like i say in my act if you send all your kids out you send them all to the park 
and you have 10 kids and nine come back, you still got nine. That's a lot. <laughs> like, that's a fucking lot, right? Isn't that a lot? Nine kids? That's a lot. That's more than a lot can ha- a lot of people can handle. So my point is, like, if you lose one, I mean, it's fine. Like, I, I would do a joke about my, my, my brother fell out of the car because we used to go on vacation, summer vacations. Ten uh, kids, two parents in a station wagon. And one of my brothers fell out of the car. He might have been Jimmy with the thing. But I, I said, Dad, Tommy fell out. My dad didn't even know. I said, Tommy <laughs> fell out. And my dad immediately got mad at Tommy. Not like, <laughs> not like, oh, my God, is he okay? He was mad at Tommy for fucking falling out, for slowing us down, you know? But that's how it was. And especially with the Irish. They're like, what the fuck? And it's uh. like... And I, I don't know if the Irish are, like, extra Catholic or something, but, like, the fact that they have to have these humongous families is so fucking ridiculous. Well, like, again, has, I have two has, kids. changed. No, I know, but I have two kids, and, like, a lot of times I'm like, I'm going to fucking, like, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, the, your, ner- your, your nerves are, like, on edge all the time. And, like, I can't even have caffeine around my kids because any extra, like, Anxiety. It will fucking put me over the edge. So, but imagine having nine, and you're like, let's let's have condomless sex. Let me <laughs> let me fucking beat that pussy up one more time. What was your dad thinking? No, it's like fucking Jesus Christ. I don't know if he's going for the, the only thing I could think of. His best friend Tom Berger had thirteen. So I don't know if it was Some a competition, competition. <laughs> or I don't know if he's like want to get to even ten because that's like a, that's like a cool number ten. Even when I say in my act, people go, like, are you really 10? I go, no, I made it up. I'm making it up just because 9 sounded, like, too small, you know? So but 10, who's, who's 10 does sound. Who's 10 does. Youngest? Neil, my brother oh, Neil, who's in showbiz. Yeah. That's why Neil's a fucking baby cunt. <laughs> <laughs> my brother's a comic, too, you know. Oh, he is? My younger brother, yeah. Is he the youngest in the family? Yeah, but we're only three. Oh. My parents started late. Oh, so who's the oldest? Me. And then your brother's the youngest? Uh, the middle brother's a teacher, and the youngest one's a comic, too. Uh, is Aiden, he here? Aiden, no, nah, he lives in Ireland. Oh, why? He started doing comedy here, and I was like, Aiden, fuck that bringer in shows. Come to Ireland, fucking get better at it. I thought he would move home, but he still lives in Ireland. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. you guys are friends? We live together. Oh, my God. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> look, you, you don't have look, the it's, same. It's Bill Wyman. <laughs> is it? I, I, Does unfortunately, that it's gold? not a visual medium. <laughs> if, there was if, some old guy. I just saw a thing on Keith Richards last night. And even with makeup, he looks like a fucking, like a lizard about to fucking die. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he looked yeah. like a lizard been on a rock too long. No, but, and I looked, oh, the only, Rolling Stones are so fucking old now that they Yeah, can't. well, speaking of Aiden, my brother, he once picked Ronnie Wood up off the floor. Ronnie Wood fell in front at of a, him, passed out. At a pub or something? At, a, at, a, at an event in Dublin, and he had wow. to lift him up. Those Ronnie. guys are, they, I mean, whatever, those guys are so cool, though. The, the fact that they, like, Ronnie Wood, how old, his wife was, like, 25 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, still doing it, and he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and and, you know? and Keith Richards is, is smoking, he's smoking, he's smoking in the fucking, in the video, so you know he's basically smoking the whole fucking time. But, you know, that, that there's something to be said, like, if, if you want to live, you're going to live, you know what I mean? No matter what you do, even if you're, even if you're fucking smoking and drinking, if you have gigs to do, you're, you're not going to fucking die because there's some there's well, something some about do, mind. Some people don't. No, there's something about mind over matter. You know, that George Burns was like, I can't die because I'm booked through February. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, no, because my 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 uh, grandfather, who was Irish, he, he smoked and he died when he was like 82. But even when he was in a hospital, like dying, he would smoke and he would they would they yeah. would. He they would he would put an ashtray on his chest and the the nurses come in and <laughs> no they, they his, one of his kids would put an ashtray on his chest and he would just fucking flick it so oh, so some people you know I mean smoking's not good but whatever and I'm and they didn't have a reason to live but I'm saying like guys who are in show business and they're like doing well like why die why die <laughs> but some guys when they're sad they're like my life sucks I might as well just fucking die you know yeah that's there's a, something that's to be said for that because you know Joe Paterno oh, I don't know him 
Oh, the, oh sorry, the, the coach guy. Yeah, and he was always a, he didn't always didn't want to quit because he knew once he quit. I mean, people thought he died because of the scandal at Penn State, but he he was afraid to quit because he thought he would die as soon as he quit coaching, and he did. Because uh, uh, Bear Bryant, same thing. Like, Bear Bryant coached Alabama. He was a coach for a long time. As soon as he quit, he died like a couple months later. So it's like some guys just know I got to keep fucking as – as, as soon as I have a, I lose my reason to fucking get up in the morning, I'm going to fucking die, you know? So Yeah, well, it's something in it maybe because guys die after their wives die. Much yeah. Quicker, much quicker than women die after their husbands die. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, my wife is going to live like another 40 years after I die. She's <laughs> she, going to be like, oh my. A whole new Lisa like <laughs> – Hell, wow, I was so She's liberated. Be fucking everybody in town. <laughs> She's probably already like marking them in her head, like first, second, third. Oh. Who she's gonna be tagging. Your wife is Latino? Yeah, she's Panamanian. Oh, nice. But she grew up in the Bronx, so she's a city girl. So wait, so so on Twitter, your most of your Twitter followers are, are you Irish. don't they are Irish? Mostly. And most yeah, And so God. when you when you when you're in Ireland, uh do you like you do you you do like one you do theaters when you're there? And why do you come back here if you're so big in Ireland? Uh, well, first of all, uh, it's it's interesting to be here. It's inspiring. I get to meet great comics. And then like you yourself. see your family. You see my family. My mother was sick, so I came back for that. Oh, your but, mother, uh, yeah. No, nah, but also, you know, it's good to, you know, it's this. But New York's a different kind of a place than that place, place basically anywhere in the world, right? It's even diff much more different than London, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And the comedy's very different, and. There's definitely, honestly, comedy is just a little angrier here. I don't know why. I, I, I feel like in in comedy clubs here, there's like 60% anger. Comedy clubs in the UK is 20% less. Yeah, but because but people are angry here. Cause it's I very, guess. It's, no, it's frustrating. People are uptight. Yeah. No, they're uptight because they, it's expensive to live here, and it's, everything's crowded, and you're, you probably have a roommate. You can't really relax, you know? So even if you can't, even, even these comedy clubs where they go to the shows, they're like, the rooms are packed, you know? They like... They they push you in. They they're like you know what I mean. It's like you, you. I don't work nine to five, but when you work nine to five, it's impossible to not feel like you're just a number here. Like you're just yeah. part of an. Like everywhere you go, you wait. You wait to eat. You wait at the ATM. You're constantly fucking waiting. I know you get no fucking. The only place you get space is in your head. That so I guess uh, it's it's fun to be here because. Uh, but you're from here too. So. Yeah yeah yeah. But also like it's fucking fifteen minute spots. Like we were talking about before we got in the car. Just the whole way of it is different. So that's good for like. Figuring out another plus way your ego, you got to check your ego here. Got to check your ego. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, I got to wait for Estes fucking emails like everybody else. You know, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, but let me ask you something. So when the Irish people, um, because actually I'm now I'm talking to the fans. When we were walking, we were just walking from the cellar to his car to do the podcast, and um, and the reason we're doing his car because he this is where he normally does it. Plus the acoustics are good, and plus you know I, I I and I didn't want to, and he had equipment, and I didn't want to deal with the. Comics, uh, the the Ridecast equipment because I don't know how to use it. Anyway, so we're walking down the street and somebody goes, "Des Bishop," and I'm like, "Oh, there's a plan, obviously a plan." <laughs> I set it up because literally, like, when I walk out. Literally, walk out. like ten feet after we walk out of the cellar, somebody recognizes him. So, so when you're in Ireland, you must get you. It's like, a lot, yeah, it's all the time. All the time, wow. But but it's not like. Uh, but you sell a lot of tickets there, yeah, right? Yeah, I make a good living in Ireland. Oh, good. So, I, and I, is I, your brother kind of riding that a little bit? No, I don't think he's riding. He opens up for me. Oh, wow. You I, guys, like, I feel so bad. <laughs> what? 
I feel so bad. My fans of the sh- on my podcast are gonna be like, "Aren't you embarrassed that you- him and his brother are so tight?" Because me and Neil, uh, basically the whole show. <laughs> oh, you give out about Neil all the time? No, the whole show about was like the whole thing started was that me and and uh, me and like I went on Opie and Jim Norton show. Yeah. you know about that show. I was on that show once. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I went on and I never went on before, so I was just talking a lot of shit about everybody. Mostly it was like L.A. But then Neil's name came up, and then I was talking shit about him. So that well, became. Were you kidding? I, I don't know. I mean, was it where people thought it was funny, but was was Neil happy with it? No, I I texted Neil. I go, I threw you on the bus a little bit today on the fucking Opie Radio show, you know, <laughs> just to give him a heads up. And then he fucking flipped out. So then that was the end of that. He blocked me on Twitter. Did you ever your did your brother ever block you on Twitter? No, we we <laughs> we, 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 we keep our shit. I I don't deal with. No, my- you guys are roommates. It's a fucking joke. How can he block you on Twitter when you're roommates? <laughs> fucking idiot Sorry, anyway I missed, uh, I missed that one I apologize <laughs> no it was too Irish dry but listen <laughs> but listen uh, listen uh, so so the thing is but when you're one of three you know like my 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 wife has is one of three and she don't even like her fucking siblings half the time but you still gotta get along with them because there's only three yeah, you know you gotta get but when there's ten it's too many so it's like you have you can pick and choose. You don't have to get along. Yeah, but you only have one other guy in the fucking comedy industry. I would have thought you would have made sure not to fall out. Yeah, but the thing was, the thing was, Neil's. Here's the thing. I was. Ta- I saw Dave Chappelle the other night. So and, for my people that are listening, Neil uh, was the producer of the Dave Chappelle show, right? Yeah, he co-created the Chappelle show with Dave Chappelle, and he wrote Half Baked with Dave Chappelle. So anyway, but but the the reason he met Dave Chappelle, and again, all all my fans know. This. I'm just telling this to your fans now. The reason okay. he like me and Neil, it's like 12, 13 years between us. I think it's thirteen. So when I was working, there used to be a comedy club right almost, you can see Boston it from here. Boston Comedy Club. Boston yeah. Comedy Club. Anyway, so that I, I was the club that when you started in New York, you kind of worked there because they didn't pay you. They were unpaid spots. It was like shitty uh, shitty audiences. Louis Schaefer, you know him? From, sure. He lives in the UK now. Yeah, I know. He who. was the guy who used to drag people in. He used to have be the house MC. He was fucking great. It, the biggest mistake, I, I, I don't want to like bash him, but the... He he was gonna get a sitcom here. He was gonna get a like a supporting role on a sitcom because he was like naturally like funny with the blue blazer. Yeah, he was Louis a character, Schaefer, man. Totally, Louis Schaefer, not gay. So he used to be the house MC, and it was it was like basically uh, me and a towel. And then when Chappelle, when Chappelle came here, he Barry Katz was the manager who owned the Boston Comedy Club. So he would get all his guys here. Like Louis worked here a lot. Uh, Nick DiPaolo, Jay Moore, all the guys that uh, that Barry managed or repped in some way for colleges yeah. or whatever so then uh and neil was going to nyu which is right here yeah i mean so, i looked it up i looked up his wikipedia and i saw that he says you started doing comedy he figured he could do it because of you yeah well what happened was he wasn't doing comedy he his wikipedia is, is his bio the last time i read his bio it's a lie because what happened was he acted like him and Chappelle started at the same time which wasn't true what happened was neil was working the door he was going to nyu he dropped out after a semester he, he got a job working at the door at boston comedy because um because he was just hanging around there. He, he had nothing else to do. So him and Chappelle came into town. Him and Chappelle were the same age. When Chappelle came here, everyone was very kind of threatened by Chappelle because he was very good. He was 18, very naturally gifted. Just, yeah, just and he was already killing because he'd been doing comedy since he was 14. So him and Neil became friends because Neil was around. This is the club that he worked at the most. And it was before Chappelle kind of closed off the circles when he wasn't like really big yet here. Yeah. So he was still accepting like new applications as friends. <laughs> so him and Neil became friends. And then and like a lot, of, like I said, the other, a lot of the other comics weren't nice to Chappelle or they weren't his age. And because most comics weren't 18, you know. Yeah. So they were being dicks to him. Right? Yeah. So they were like the new kid. I'm not going to fucking help the new kid. But Neil was like the new kid, too, because he was 18. He just dropped out of college. So they became friends. And then one thing led to another. And then they've had good career together. But I saw Chappelle the other night. 
and uh, he said he was talking to somebody, and and, uh, and Neil's doing stand-up now too. So, so but Neil didn't start doing stand-up for years and years and years. Mostly, he was just he was oh, get, he would get right. writing jobs, oh, or he okay. would get uh, he, he would get uh, you know he would just write stuff with Chappelle. But I said to Chappelle because he introduced me to somebody, and he goes, "This is Neil's older brother." And he said, uh, and I said, I'm not really Neil's brother. I'm more like his dad. Because, again, like, my, our dad wasn't, like, close with us, you know, because he had 10 kids. So Neil was, like, I, I, we have no relationship with our dad for the most part. Some of them, like, two of my brothers did, but we have six brothers. So most of us didn't. And that's just the way my dad was, you know. Yeah, he kind of passed it down. He he gave a relationship to two, and then they gave. They no, he 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 liked who he liked, and then but he wasn't gonna like everybody. And plus, he was <laughs> fucking. He was a, he was a he was a fucking. You know, he was a he was a he was a uh, what do you call that? Alcoholic one? beater. No, he abusive. said he, he drank a little bit, but he was a lawyer. He was like a professional oh, lawyer, right, okay. but he was a he was a what do you call when you're fucking in love with yourself? A narcissist. Yeah, he was a narcissist. So he actually, when he found out he was a narcissist. He called everybody to tell everybody he was a narcissist. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, if that don't beat all, I go, I go, I go, that's a real narcissist. I got some good news. I'm a narcissist. I got to tell everybody. That was before email. He would have done a send a fucking mass email. It would have been a Facebook post. Please yeah, share. Please yeah, share. share with everybody you know the good news. So, uh, so anyway, he wasn't like that into everybody, you know. So, so Neil kind of followed me, and with the age difference, that's almost like a generation gap. So, you know, when when like when I was getting shit, you know, if I got a sitcom, I'd be like, Neil, you want to? And Neil was like, I don't like sitcoms. Like Neil was like, he was he was like more into hip hop. He was just cooler than me because yeah. because he was from a different generation. So I said to Chappelle, I go, I'm more like his brother. I mean, I'm more like his dad than his brother. And Chappelle's like, I don't know. But but it's true because Chappelle don't know. Chappelle knows what Neil tells him. And I know what I know, which is like whatever. So the point is, I sh- I feel a little bad that I'm not t- <laughs> I'm not tighter since you li- your roommates with your fucking brother. Uh, now I'm I feel sorry, like I a mean, fucking I I'm probably going to do some heroin now. I didn't mean, or at least. I didn't mean to make oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send Neil a text and see if I'm blocked because I don't even <laughs> I don't even send him a text. I know I'm blocked on Twitter. Well, he was in New York. He was gigging in fucking Bryant Park two days ago. I know. How do you know that? Because I was at that thing yesterday. Oh, you I, went yesterday? I went to see the Wu-Tang Clan. Could you go? Could anyone just go? I, we, I had a ticket. No, but could you buy a ticket? I didn't buy a ticket, but yeah, you could buy a ticket. Oh, oh! I thought it was by invitation but only. But it was the day before that he was on. I didn't but it was see the, it. the Roots have like a two-day festival, yeah. isn't it? So and it's your them? brother's in with the fucking Roots too. No, you know why? Because he, the Roots used to perform. Chappelle knows them. Either yeah. they they were on the Chappelle were, show, yeah. and then supposedly, as the story goes, um, Neil recommended the Roots to Jimmy Fallon. No. Yeah, supposedly that's how the story goes. But the funny thing was, as far as that story goes. Chappelle was on Jimmy Fallon, and they were talking. The roots were right there, so they were talking about how that that, that basically they were hooked up through Chappelle and whatever, because they were Chappelle knew them from the Chappelle show. But my brother's name never came up, so I'm like, is Neil taking credit for that too? Because Neil takes the credit for a lot of shit. You got to question some of the shit he does. Like he said, him and Chappelle started stand up the same time, which it's like not even true. Like Neil didn't start for like until like I he would dabble, he would try once in a while, but he didn't do it like full time until like maybe six, eight, ten years ago. I don't know. Chappelle's been doing it for like twenty five probably. Yeah. So so again, nobody checks. It's show business. Nobody checks anything you do. No one's gonna, no gonna check to see if you have one ball. You know what I mean? Because it's like you are a fucking total fraud. You're doing bits about you have one ball, you have two balls. <laughs> so you can say whatever you want. No one fucking facts check. No one said no you you you, you could say you you were this, you were no, that. No, wait a minute, your brother never fucking hooked you up with like a, a bit in a in one of his produced things or anything? Never like No, the thing was there was another brother, Daniel, 
who was an actor and and I don't even there know. There was I, another brother, Daniel. You say it like these people are like from another universe. I know. There was this other brother. Let me tell you a parable. Let me tell you an Irish folklore story. No, what happened was. And then Daniel. No, Daniel, my brother Daniel, also lived here. Also went to. He went to school at Fordham. He wanted to be in show business as an actor. He was handsome. He was more handsome than Neil, but who isn't? And uh, he was. (laughs) He was more handsome than Neil, and so me and they. They were close in age. They were like the ninth and tenth in our family, so they grew up together. And Neil kind of. I don't know, Neil wouldn't say he fucked Daniel, but Daniel read, my brother Danny read for a part in The Chappelle Show, and not only did he, he didn't get it, and the guy they gave it to, Neil sent Danny the clip of the guy's audition tape. So Neil thought he was sending, doing Danny a favor by showing you, like, this is the guy we gave it to. You see how his audition tape was good, where Neil took it as like, oh, Danny your brother took, Daniel took it as like, Danny took it as like, not only did I not get it, but he sent me a fucking, he slammed me in the oh face, you know? Oh, my So they, they don't, they're not speaking. Neil's not speaking <laughs> to that many. Neil's I got a speak. fucking, I got a fucking TV show, The Brennans. I mean. Yeah, we were going to do a reality. the Kardashians. No, when me and Neil were going <laughs> to, when me and Neil were, were like, when we would have more like family functions, we were, t- we were talking about doing a family reality show as the growing Fuck. up Brennans. God damn it. No, I because, think- so, so the thing is like, Neil's not that tight. Neil's not that tight with uh, a lot of his siblings. Not that I am, but Neil's not that tight. And, but Neil's tight with a lot of show business people because he grew up in show business because he was working at the door. And then and uh, you just meet a lot of people and Neil's a star fucker. So that's it. <laughs> and that's the name of that's the name of our fans. That's how we got it, because it was like ironic title for our fans. It's like star fuckers because I'm anti star fucking. And yeah. so it was like so they were like, so well, Neil is very L.A. and you're a fucking. Yeah. And I'm and basically you're, sh- you're West Third Street. Man. I should be a garbage man. I'm a Westie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Neil, Neil loves it. Neil loves it. I'm uncomfortable around show. I'm still uncomfortable when I see like famous comics I because I feel like I. Whatever I say, if I make a joke, they're gonna be like, "Don't make a joke, don't make a joke," you know. Because well, you then you're your own with Chris Rock last. No, but they're like they're tra- you're trying to be funny, or you you sh- you should be more deferential, or whatever. So you can't. It's hard to win. Like if Amy Schumer's there, I just fucking leave because I know she's gonna be like, "You're a fucking misogynist," you know. Like, uh, yeah. So you 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 don't get on with Schumer. No, she's just friends with Neil. <laughs> so she knows that Neil's probably told her a million things of what a dick I am. You, you gotta know, write whatever. a fucking book, man. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so let's wrap this up. Yeah, we did it, man. We we got to uh, one hour and thirty four minutes. You yeah, tired? I like a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to doing an hour and well, a half. You do all the fucking talking. It's no, easy I know. for me. It's perfect for me. No, I know. I don't want to cockblock you. No, I you're mean, not cockblocking me, man. Because they love you anyway. It's, no, but it's, for me, I'm yeah, trying to get good. you to talk. But I think on your one, you probably do all the talking anyway. I do. So this is ideal. Even if there's four people, I'm just being Lenny, right? No, you're no, you're. It's good because uh, first of all, it's good. Is for Lenny like a straight guy? Would you no, mean? Lenny's good, but Lenny's good, but Lenny keeps saying like uh, people always say to me like you need Lenny because Lenny's good. Lenny keeps you like whatever on the on the on the on because otherwise I'll go off on tangents. But it's like I I don't know if I need Lenny. So I'm trying. I'm doing this as a test for myself, like because you because we could, we were good, right? This is a good oh, podcast. Oh yeah, well, you could have guests, but I don't know if every guest would be as you know like I I don't know if you need a no, guest I, or a counselor. <laughs> like a no, I thought you would be good because you have a bad. I like someone with a backstory. Like I know your one ball story. I know like that thing when it happened. So, like I don't want to just get a guy and shoot the shit. Like I, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You've been around. You, but you, we you, pretty much just shot the shit. No, but you're in Ireland. You like even the fact that you're getting along with your brother. Your brother's a comic, and you live together. That's a beautiful story normally, but it just ruined my it podcast. Just- <laughs> like it made me look like a complete fucking cunt, 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 cunt-, cunt- I was gonna say cafeteria, but I said cunt-a-teria. 
Anyway, well, it makes me look I like mean, a huge if, buffet if, of if asshole. You, if you want to be, if you want to, if misery is your bag, the more of a bitter cunt you are, the more successful you are, because misery is your bag. I know, and if and if really, and it's and it, yeah, people like it because I'm genuinely fucking like, like I like I. It's obviously like this is my this is me because every. Even sometimes I'm like, am I am I in a bad mood today? What if I go on one day and I do my podcast and I'm like in a good mood? The fans will be like, you're a fraud. But I've done 40 and I've never yet been like, oh, that's terrific. Like the the other night I tweeted that I was in I was in a I was in a lobby of a building. I heard a Coldplay song and then it played me all the way through the elevator. It was in the elevator too. And I'm like, I actually tweeted. I go, you know what? Coldplay's not that bad. And people are like people are tweeting back like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> I go, no, they had like one. up for Coldplay. No, I'm like, they had one song that I thought was pretty good. (laughs) So I'm like, I can't even like Coldplay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I can't like them, but I'm basically saying like, even even when I'm in a good mood, I can't even like them. I still have to like listen to death metal and whatever. That's, That's pretty amazing. You're not even allowed to be happy professionally now. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I can't do it. Happy you're fired. Yeah, if they if they show, if I show up and they're like they see me smiling, you know. And then another thing I learned to do is like do a fake smile. So so I was talking to somebody the other day and uh, Judy Gold and and somebody said, "Wow, you're really happy talking to Judy." I go, "It's totally fake." <laughs> I just like I I fake smile now because like when Liz sees me, she goes, "How are you?" And I go and I go, ah, I do like a fake smile. I can't really do what I'm talking, but. <laughs> but uh, no, but the thing is, like, it, it's like I I'm not I am kind of miserable. So I've done 40 episodes now. If it was fake, I probably would have cracked by now, right? Oh, I I think so, man. Yeah, I think right. it, and I like the genuineness. But I, we, we can go. I gotta go for a piss anyway. All right, yeah, we're done. So thanks very much to Kevin uh, for being on our podcast and letting me be on his. Although me, really, it's just him talking. Uh, just a bit of admin related to the podcast. I, I love Adam Hills. He's a good friend. And uh, I I left that bit in because that is very much uh, a, a big theme of the Misery Loves Company podcast. Kev likes to kind of rip on other comedians. I take it with a pinch of salt because I think maybe it's uh, a little bit of a performance. But I'm not going to do uh, uh, my defend Kevin for that. That's what he does, and that's fine. But me personally, I love Adam Hills. I think he's a great comic. I think he's doing great work on The Last Leg. Uh, in fact, I would even go so far as to say he has surpassed my expectations of his abilities uh, to be able to create some what I would consider strong activist comedy on The Last Leg. So, uh, you know, in case people tell Adam that somebody was ripping on him on my podcast. I'm a fan. Kevin Brennan says what he says. And I think, uh, I think, you know, whatever, that's it. I've said that. Uh, but I am, I, I very much enjoy chatting to Kevin. I, I enjoy Kevin's humor. So, uh, you know, you have to, I guess you have to take the good with the bad to a degree. Uh, again, you can listen to the unedited version on the misery loves company podcast. Uh, thanks everyone for coming back. Uh, I'm very tired cause I stayed up late to watch the debate. Uh, when I say late, uh, for my life late in that when I'm not gigging, I tend to go to bed very early. It's now 1240 AM Sunday into Monday. And, uh, I'm going to put this up now. Um, yeah. So send a message on Twitter at Des Bishop is my Twitter, facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop. Des Buffer is my Snapchat. I'm on Instagram too. You can tweet uh, Kevin. 
which I forgot his Twitter, but Google Kevin Brennan's Twitter. And um, I don't know Neil Brennan, but obviously I can't speak for him. I'll just I'll let the brother thing be its own thing. And uh, if uh, anybody has any major complaints, of course, send them my way. But I prefer uh, some nice reviews on iTunes. Helps us keep up strong in the charts. Uh, and uh, yes, thank you so much for all your support. And we'll be back next Monday uh, with another one. By the way, I, I think you've assumed now, perhaps you've noticed, uh, we're going to one a week. It just literally, the editing was killing me. Uh, and uh, finding guests and stuff. When I'm back in Ireland, I think maybe we'll be able to go two a week. But for now, in New York, uh, we're one a week. I'm in the Wilbur Theater uh, on Friday night. So come and check that out in association with the Irish International Immigrant Center. Uh, and I went to visit them two weeks ago. And uh, they do amazing work. It's not just I with Irish immigrants. It's with immigrants uh, from all over the world, which, you know, in the world of the rise of Donald Trump, you know they are doing important work because America is great already. And the reason why it is great is because it's a dynamic country of immigrants and immigrants' children. So uh, while Donald Trump is trying to make America great again by uh, giving out about immigration, I would suggest that it's great because of it. I myself am a product of immigration to America. So... Uh, I'm happy to be working with the Irish Im International Immigrant Center uh, in conjunction with my show at the Wilbur this Friday in Boston. So come check it out. I'm in New York in Caroline's on November 3rd, and I do spots all over the city, but I don't push them. I push the bigger headliner shows. So November 3rd, New York, and this Friday in the Wilbur in Boston. I hope to see you there. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our longest podcast ever, which has now gone on longer because my outro is going on forever, too. So I'm just going to shut up and let you get on with your lives. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.